0: Listener production. Welcome back to part two with Radio Funny Man Whipper. Whipper is a very sensitive, down-to-earth guy, but I'm here to explain why he now has an angry mob of lesbians chasing after him. What a problem. What a brilliant, brilliant problem to have. We touch on some serious topics in this episode, like why you should specify if you play video games before you donate sperm, or the fact that he thought Shakespeare's Hamlet was called something entirely different. He also shares a very interesting fact about chocolate that involves breast milk. Sure how Whipper knows these things, but I think it's best not to ask too many questions. Here's part two of my mate Whipper. Enjoy. That's quite enough. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a dumb. Shush, please. Uh, uh, Yes, uh, uh, I can hear. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh shush. Let me ask you, um. Mm -hmm. So you work on Breakfast Radio? Yeah,
1: yeah. Why? Great question. Many would say it's it's the success, the awards and the cash. It's not mm-hmm. it. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, just my demand and desire to entertain an entire city for three hours every morning, you know. Yeah. Gets me up, gets me out. Um, what time does it get you up? I'm up at about quarter past four and then I leave home a bit before five and roll in, I don't know, quarter past five yeah. and then we're on air at six. But wow. it takes its toll. No wonder I'm in a bloody oxygen mask at night. That's Do you what know I'm what I mean?
0: thinking. I'm yeah. no medical doctor, but I go, because how many years has yeah. this been now?
1: 12 years. 12. That's too long. Man.
0: Yes. I would sleep in the spare room if I had an yeah. early flight. If I had to get up early for yep. work, I would sleep in the spare room because you just fucking wake your partner up. Yeah. You know, you can't be getting up at that time of the morning. I think everyone's going to just keep sleeping.
1: Because I think it was about three weeks in where I was giving her a kiss in the morning and saying goodbye oh. and she just went, no, 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 no. None of the kiss stuff. No. Leave the kiss to- stuff <laughs> yeah. the to- and then leave the house. Yeah, yeah. So that would be great.
0: Shake my hand when you get back.
1: Yeah, let's do it later on. We can kiss then.
0: Yeah, there is a lot. Like how much of your family stuff do you use on the radio?
1: Much as I can.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you considered
0: (laughs) having another child so you can have more content?
1: A little bit, yeah. Four kids would be like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to do this again. This is amazing. You know, it's like having the best meal of your life and you go, when are we coming back to this restaurant again? Really soon, I hope, because this is such a good feeling. And then you get home with the bub and you go, well, no, we're not doing this again. It's madness. Yeah. So we're fine at three. She's had her tubes tied with the vasectomy when you have to do the collection at home, right, to test whether you've actually, like, the job's worked. So you have to take a sample and get it back to the hospital or wherever, the testing clinic, within an hour of doing the sample. And a mate of mine... (laughs) mate of mine said, I didn't know what to do. So you've got to keep it warm. So he said, I was, I had a jacket on and I was just, I, I tucked that under my arm while I ran across the road and cars were flying back and forth. And he said, I was just so concerned that I'd be hit by a car and the next thing you know, I'd be found dead on the road, covered in my own semen. <laughs> <laughs> he was hit by a car and unfor- unfortunately, we're looking into this one because something suspicious, he had semen all over him. I don't know what happened, guys. Yeah. What happened to that poor guy? So that scared me off, the collection process. The Daily
0: Mail will be frothing at that story.
1: Mm, mm, Very dangerous.
0: Middle-aged lesbians can sniff that shit out. They'll be on him like a pack of wolves. Really? You know, trying to get some semen, yeah.
1: Oh, hunting it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that what happens?
0: Yeah, it's a big challenge. Like you get to an age where like you've already got the Subaru or however you guys say it, Subaru. (laughs) Also oh, um, <laughs> the golden retriever or the yeah. Labrador, we've got the Labrador.
1: Yeah, sure. And then
0: you go, okay, now semen. semen you where know, do you I get, get to a point where you're like, we've got everything. Now we need semen. Yeah.
1: Where do I get that and from? It's,
0: it's a problem when you as a lesbian have spent most of your adult life trying to get mm. the men the fuck away from you. And now yeah, you go, okay, sure. now, now we need them back. We need what they've got. Yeah,
1: they've got the golden stuff. And I'm not trying to say that I'm in a powerful position here. I'm not sitting high in my chair. I'm just saying, now I know you
0: haven't had a vasectomy, so lesbians will be listening to this now and go, hang on, what? Hang on a minute. So those kids are cute, are they? They'll all be Googling (laughs) right now.
1: (laughs) Get him. Where does he live? Attack his balls now. Oh, my God, there's an army of lesbians coming after me. Go get him. There's a girl with a (laughs) syringe right behind me. (laughs)
0: Put down the turkey (laughs) baster.
1: You know when you hear the stories of like... One guy fathers 5,000 children. And I think when you go to the clinic, you at least get an understanding of the profile of the person, don't you? So you can kind of go, um, even if you don't have an image of them, you can go tall, dark, handsome, sporty, good reader. Oh, not bad at school.
0: Okay, so I don't know how it works in New Zealand or Australia, but I'll tell you how it works in South Africa. They describe, they go, here's Jewish, Jewish, Curly hair, um, green eyes, you know, like they give a whole description, his height, his weight, what he's studying, everything, right? but wow. not nowhere in there do they go, he's average looking or he's about a yeah. three and a half out of ten. Like you don't want that baby to come out and get the fright of your fucking life and go, holy <laughs> Christ, this is the ugliest child I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie to you, but when my daughter was just born, when she came out.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, she is beautiful now, but when she came out, that mm. first hour she looked just like my mother-in-law and I didn't know if I could ever love that child.
1: Okay, because of the mother-in-law. it it They all look funny when they come out. But you're right. You should be able, like if you go to the clinic and they go, yeah, tall, dark, handsome, sporty, whatever, you should be able to submit your own questions. Like "Yeah, how many girlfriends have you had, right? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I've never had a girlfriend. Um, what do you Boy. do in your spare time? Oh, crochet. And yeah, you go, oh, dungeons my God. And, and I dragons. really like scrapbooking on the weekend. And you go, oh, my God. Or I really like camping. And you go, no, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Just pour it out in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it over your shoulder like you're pretending to have the shot at the bar but you're not drinking.
0: You know what I mean? Don't fuck it up and accidentally shoot it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of it immediately. I'm sorry. And don't serve me another loser. I did not order a loser in a jar.
0: Come on. I quickly want to tell you a vasectomy story. Our Mm neighbours.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. They already had the boy, the girl, you know, the perfect, mm. done. That's what you want, yeah? Yeah. And then um, she said he has to have a vasectomy. So he went and got the vasectomy. For like mm. a week he was walking funny and whatnot. Yeah. And then, you know, they just carried on. Then one day I see her out the window. I'm like, you all right? And she's like, no, I'm fucking not all right. I go, mm. okay. I'm like, what's happening? She goes, I'm pregnant. I'm already two months pregnant. I go. No, oh, did it not oh. work? She goes, no, that cunt never went for it. He lied and no. said he had been for a vasectomy but he pussied out when he got there. He was too scared to have it done. So he just walked funny and put some ice on his balls for a little bit and then said everything was fine. <laughs> and
1: it's he, not funny, mate.
0: Yeah, and then, and then um, yeah, so they had a third baby. Oh, my
1: God. Are they still together? Yes. Like, was there an yeah. argument before that one where they, he wanted it and she didn't want the third?
0: No, he just, uh, and he said, he goes, I was 100% just a coward. He said he went there and um, he just sat outside and he went, I, he didn't want to go
1: in. I mean, to think that he spent a week on the couch with an ice pack on his plums just yeah, saying, honey, I, I hope I can get better. Yeah. I hope I can get better. Yeah. Oh, my God, thank you so much for going through this for the family. God, would yeah. you really be able to find the strength one day again, darling? I hope so, sweetheart. I've yeah. done this for you. Yeah. What a lying oh, I mean, dog. F- that is, that is, I mean, that is next level. Yeah. He could have argued that they didn't do it properly. So yeah. what a fool for admitting that, yes. oh, sorry, honey, I just didn't want anybody cutting into my sack. Yeah,
0: but then she took him and she stayed and made sure that they got it done. Oh, did she take him? She and then his one ball blew up real massive. <laughs> and then she's like, "Come and see his ball." I'm like, "No, I'd rather not." Actually, no, no. I did see it, his ball though. She, they it would have been me.
1: huge. You don't want that. It to was
0: huge. It was this dark yeah. purple. It looked fucking angry.
1: Okay, that's pretty full on. But
0: why? Why do you guys show you their balls if there's <laughs> something wrong with him?
1: Oh, look. I think it's a pride thing. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've I've had a mate with I've had friends with all sorts of issues. Another mate, he was playing footy one day, and he got knee in the nuts. And then there was it started to blow up. And the doctor said, "Hey, that's okay. Um, I think you might need to go to hospital and get that thing drained." And then he comes out of surgery two hours later, and the mum's there crying, and he was hit so hard it split it in two. Oh so God. they then took out the semen, so they could make sure that they had some in case he couldn't have babies, yeah. and then they removed the testicle. Wow. So now he's just got the, mm, he's just got the the one nut in the end of the end of the stocking. You know that sort yeah. of look. Because yeah. if you look at the human body, it's about symmetry, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's why you've got two breasts, because if it was just one barrel, it just wouldn't really work, would it? If it was just one. So if kind of. Honestly, i like, would be
0: happy with one big one in okay. the middle. <laughs> even, just one big one. <laughs> even as someone working on breasts, right? Yep. Mm. If you can just focus on the one, because sometimes you get distracted. Like you give the one tit a lot of love, and then you go, oh, fuck yeah, right. and the other one. And then oh. the other one just gets one, like. And then, you know, and then you sort of feel like, oh, shit, like you need to spend your time. Whereas if it was just one big tit in the middle, Mm. how amazing would that be?
1: And then it would all be happy. Everyone would be happy. Yeah. So you wouldn't have one crying boob on the side of the bed. It would look very strange, just the one in the middle there.
0: Yeah, but if we all had it, it wouldn't be funny. you just go and just have this one.
1: But then the bra also, I would assume, would go up around your neck.
0: Yeah, like a
1: halter neck. Yeah, like that, yeah. and it would just hold it there, which would be quite yeah. nice because it was almost like you had a baby the whole time just sort of swinging there on your chest. <laughs> yeah. um, is that what this podcast's about? Yes. <laughs> How would you change the human body if we could? Yeah, okay, I think I've hit it. I think I'm on, I think I'm on topic.
0: Um, okay, now, let me see. So you've got a Barry Humphreys just dying, oh, yeah. you've got a, you've yes, got a Barry Humphreys
1: story. I want to share this one with you because to celebrate the great man, um, this has to be one of my favourite stories because it was just, it delivers the craft that he he was and that he knew and how uh, and knew how to do. And the effort of comedy for comedy's sake is such an important thing to do that I don't think a lot of people do as much anymore. But this story was that he was in... Melbourne, and like in a, a suburb outside of Melbourne in Eltham. Call it Eltham if you want. And this is back in the 60s, so he was quite theatrical and he had sort of long hair and a, and a beret and he'd wear glasses and a long coat and all of this sort of stuff. And he went out to Eltham in a pretty rough area where he was and he was visiting a mate, Jim and he said to Jim, why don't we go over to the pub and have a beer? And Jim said, oh, no, that's a worker's pub. We're not going in there. It's full of blokes who work on the railway. And have a look at yourself, Barry. You've got the glasses and the hat and the coat and the long hair. It's just not going to fly in this pub. And Barry said, don't be ridiculous. Of course we're going for a beer. So they walk in there and Jim's really uncomfortable at the eyes that are darting across the room at Barry. And they sit down and Jim goes, oh, Barry, here's the deal. We're having one beer one beer and that's it because we're going to get ourselves into trouble and so they order a beer and they sit there start to drink the beer <clears throat> getting towards the end of it and Jim goes alright let's go good on you mate fantastic and Barry Humphreys turns to the barman and says two more beers please um, and Jim goes what are you doing mate this is, this is ridiculous so they start to have their third beer and a guy comes over taps Jim on the shoulder he's covered in grease he's got the hive's out, feet on taps um, Barry Humphreys on the shoulder And Barry turns around. He says, are you some kind of fucking freak? And Barry Humphreys, with his glasses on, turns around, puts his hands all over this guy's face and pretends to be blind. (laughs) Jim, help me out here, Jim. Why is this man yelling? Jim, is something happened? There's <laughs> some people in trouble. Is there any way we can help? These guys have <laughs> melted down. The bloke who's in front of three other blokes waiting to beat Barry Humphreys up <laughs> is just gone to water. So the rest of them have walked off and, you know, disowned their mate. Why this guy felt so bad, he spent the next hour buying Barry Humphreys beer <laughs> beers <laughs> at the bar before he then got up, walked off, got to the door, took his glasses off. Revealed that he wasn't blind, told them all to get fucked, and walked walked out of the <laughs> oh pub. Just an extraordinary effort of an on the spot moment to go. Yeah, just play the play the blind act. They that's can't fun, pull me up on that. Fun. I can get I can get away with anything with this. But I yeah. remember hearing that story a while ago, and the other day we were talking about it with his passing. But what a great moment and a great mind, you know. Yeah, a, a brilliant effort. That's
0: the beauty of of sort of those you know, true comedic brains that just kind of yeah. in the moment can go anywhere and,
1: yeah. you know. I was never an academic at school, so I... I,
0: I, I don't think anyone in the arts was no academic way. at school.
1: No. I just—I hated it. I had a good time. But when it yeah. came to actually doing work, I remember one of my most embarrassing moments was going to the library and we had to read Shakespeare we had to read Shakespeare. It's probably in year 12. I'm a terrible reader, terrible speller. So I went to the library to see if they had the audio version and I walked up to the lady and I said, look, I've looked everywhere. Have you got Shakespeare's helmet? <laughs> she went, what? I went, audio, Shakespeare's helmet, have you got that? Do you mean Hamlet? Yeah, I mean Hamlet or helmet. I'm not fussed but that <laughs> would be great if you've got either or on sort of eight eight tapes I can play in my Walkman. That would yeah. be awesome
0: yeah oh my God. <laughs> let me ask you uh, radio names, right? So your name's Whipper, yeah. on radio. Who came yeah. up with that?
1: Is that you uh, I've been called Whipper since about grade two. Really? um yeah, just because my last name's Flea. Dad was Whippy yeah. at school. Oh. Um, he got whippy and I got whipper. Mr. whippy. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just stuck. So you were basically raised into a radio name. Like
0: there was no other. Yeah, it was. Building wasn't going to be for you. No, it was, no. It was going to have to be radio with that name.
1: Yeah, you got a stupid name, mate. Let's get you on radio. Do you know what yeah. happened one time? It was the Radio Awards. And I think there should be an ACRA, which is the Commercial Radio Awards, for... um. For the most radio type of name on a radio show.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so for funny name like Whipper, like very, you know, cartoon-like names. And there was this guy, there was a show called Monkey, Loggy and the Big Fella. And Fitzy and I were about to get up. We had, you know, had this little routine worked out where we we're going to say, hey, there's never been a radio award for the best radio name and that should go to Monkey Lock. Anyway, just before we get out of our seats to go backstage to get ready to present, this guy comes over to the table. He goes, hey, mate, I just wanted to come and say hello. I said, hey, how are you going? He goes, I'm Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Mon- hey, Monkey. <laughs> and he goes, um, can I ask a huge favour? And I was about to say, hey, we're about to do a fun piece yeah. involving you. And he goes, "Ah, oh, my kid's a bit sick. Would you mind if we got a photo? And I went, yes, absolutely we can get a photo. Got the photo, went over to Fitz and went, we got nothing now. We can't do monkey logging in the big fella. Sick kid at home, just met monkey. It's not going to fly. We can't do it. So we got out there on stage. And I think, I think we turned it more into a tribute. We're so great to have everybody here. I was lucky enough just to meet Monkey from I Monkey. we it fella. out so hard. Yeah, we did. I know we had nothing. And I went, "Oh my god, it's just so good to have the industry in the one room." Am I right, guys? You're not wrong, Monkey. Stitches. Oh no! Oh no! See, I'm not like I knuckle down on my shit. Oh,
0: I, was no. just in, I was just in Ireland, and I had my very first Guinness ever in Dublin, oh, yeah. you where think? they make that shit, right? Yeah. So, and, and an Irish comic, Jason Byrne, picked me up from the airport, took me to a pub, bought me my first Guinness, made me wait till the. Cloud shit disappeared, then had a sip. So I I opened that night in Dublin and I go, I had my first Guinness today. And they all go, ape shit. I'm like, I had my first Guinness. I waited. I'm 47 years old. I waited till I got to Dublin, had my first one here in Dublin. And can I just say, what a shit fucking drink that is. (laughs) I go, this is the worst goddamn drink I've ever had in my mouth. I've had some weird shit in my mouth. I go, have you cunts heard of gin and tonic? Like, that is... A delicious drink, refreshing. I go Guinness tastes like ass. Why the fuck would you
1: drink? So awesome. I just knock it. The- awesome. I mean, you didn't stop at what a shit drink. You've just continued with <laughs> yeah. gin and tonic, ass references, and bad yeah. things in your mouth. Wow. So maybe I should have backed myself in.
0: Yeah, you should it's have always gone because you go like it, it's more you know sort of. Mm. You're taking the piss out of you know. It's your your experience. But, yeah, you can smell it on someone when they pussy out.
1: Yeah, you can. People can, in yeah. the
0: audience are going, these two just pussy oh, out
1: or something. And just, you can tell when they're stumbling your way through it, shuffling yeah. a couple of sheets and doing a and lot of... And the
0: looks you give each other, like, <laughs> fuck, I wish <laughs>
1: me. <laughs> just looking at each other. You know, It got we emceed we an event a while ago and it was such a big night for everybody there. Like they were booze, like you wouldn't believe. The event started at 7 o'clock. A lot of the people came in from the country from the bush, and they'd been drinking since eleven. And oh. Fitzy and I were honestly on stage with the microphones going. Is anybody listening? <laughs> Is oh any- my God. Fitz, can you hear me? I can hear you, mate. Can you hear me? Okay, all right. The next award goes to because you just we'd lost them.
0: Yeah, some some of those events you just go. I'm just I'm just going to rely on the invoice after this. You know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you one. I did a gig mm-hmm. in Sydney. And it was, um, I won't say the company's name, but it was for a a gas company. Yeah. Okay. So then they go, as soon as I get there, they go, no swearing. I'm like, fine. Mm -mm. Um, I'm like, I don't care. I'll just, you know, it's an awards thing. I have to do 10 minutes of comedy. It's fine. Yeah. So I go, okay. And then before I walk on, she just grabs me by the arm and she goes, and no gay stuff. I go, excuse me? She goes, no gay stuff. I go, okay. So I go up. I no just gay do ten, stuff. 10 minutes of comedy. Yeah. And at one point I say, my wife, and then that's it. But I didn't do a joke about it or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I come off because, I'm, I, you know, they said, oh, they've got people from Dubai, they don't want to offend them, blah, blah. I mean, you know, I don't really give a shit. Uh, I, yeah. I also don't want to stand on a soapbox. I just want to get paid for this gig and go home. yeah. So um, I come off stage and she's furious. This woman's furious. She's like the receptionist. She goes, I told you no gay stuff. I go, there was no gay stuff. She goes, you said your wife. I go, if you think that's gay stuff, you need to go fuck yourself. So she then stays away from me. I go up after the break. Listen, I tell you what, because now I've already decided, fuck this. I don't care if they don't pay me for this gig. I'm going to knuckle down and fucking get Get some shit done tonight. I went up there. I was as filthy as I've ever been at a gig.
1: No way. They went
0: off. They fucking loved it. The crowd just went nuts because I did this gig for local council, right? Mm -hmm. So all of the local councils, they booked out this whole resort. And as soon as I woke up, I go, because they were like, no swearing whatsoever. I woke up, I go, Um, just so you guys know, they only told me tonight. I wouldn't have accepted this gig if I had known, but they only just said no swearing. So there'll be no swearing tonight, so I'm just going to do your awards and then we're all going to go to bed early um, and just say our prayers and brush our teeth. And this one guy from one of the local councils go, fuck them, they're a pack of cunts. And I went, well, I guess he just opened the door to swearing, so fuck that. And then we just had a great night and at the end they go, um yeah we would have preferred no swearing I go yeah but why, why don't you let me worry about the audience and you worry about booking the flowers awesome. for the tables
1: just awesome and that's yeah. it Because I
0: stopped doing corporates because people
1: are
0: um, a bit crazy at the corporate. Oh, the amount of times I've been grabbed in the pussy or grabbed by the tits. Have you really? People lick me. A woman licked me at a. We're talking a corporate event. Wow! This woman's the financial director of the company. Licked my face on the cheek. Yeah, like from the chin up, right, oh right over the eye. Oh, my God. Because the thing, cause I'm short. I'm five foot two. So um, what happens is people go, can we have photos, right? So they come up. Then I have one on each side. But now both my arms are around them, so I can't protect myself. No. And then – They would just have one normal photo and then one funny photo where they're kissing me or grabbing me by the tits or grabbing me in my privates. And you know what? It's usually women. Women are the big fucking problem.
1: Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah, drunk, straight women.
1: Right. So just, hey, guys, we're going to do a funny photo. So what we're going to do, what's funny is sexual harassment. So grab the boobs, lick the face, whatever you want. She's free to manhandle. Go for your life. That's wild. Yeah,
0: I was at a gig uh, for Australian company, Australian mm-hmm. Bank, and even when I got there, security guard said to me, because it's the same security company that used to work at yeah. the World Buskers Festival, so I know all the guys.
1: Yeah.
0: And the guy said to me, just so you know, they're off their face. He goes, they are so fucking drunk, they'd have a golf day first and now they're here. He goes, so just keep your wits about you. I yeah, went, all right, yeah. and I, because I don't drink. um, Especially when I'm working, I'm always fucking keeping an eye on these weirdos. So, um... They go, come they have a photo. And we had just started. Like, the, the evening hadn't even started. They're still arriving. Mm-hmm. So then they, their husbands go, all right, <laughs> let's have a photo. So then they go, okay, gals, and this is when they're grabbing. So the one yeah. grabbed me in the vagina, but so high. Like, uh, I'm basically <sighs> in a relationship with this woman, and the other one's got my boobs. And then the husband goes, now, don't you try and fuck these girls. I'm like, yeah, I oh. oh, really want to fuck these two average-looking um You know, middle-aged white woman. Oh, no. And then as they were grabbing me, the security guard just comes up and he pushes them off me. And now the husbands are all, he goes, mate, I can't. These people are out of fucking control. He goes, I'm going to put you in a cab. Shortest corporate of my life. Oh, my God. I filed a complaint against them at the agency that booked me. Yeah. I just said I'm never doing a gig for them again. And then I invoiced for the full invoice.
1: Oh, did you? Did you get their number at all? Like if I'm doing a corporate gig, could they come along to one I'm doing? Um. And you by the pussy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: You'll probably get the husbands popping a nut out. <laughs> That's extraordinary. No, I don't want sneaky nuts, mate. That wasn't what I ordered. That is shocking. <laughs> no. I tell
0: you, drunk women are the fucking worst. Okay, let me ask you, what. But what, yeah. what is something about other people that shits you to death?
1: All right, can I give you this one? Because I've been yes. thinking about this. And this is kind of on the topic of what we've been discussing in relationships. It just seems to be a trend at the moment for women that get divorced to then talk about what they used to do for their man like it was the most disgusting thing they've ever done. and there's a series of conversations I've been in with women that have broken up from their relationship of 10, 15 years and they go, thank God I never have to touch one of those ever again. Yeah, you never hear that from lesbians go, I'm all vagina now. No, yeah, no guy is ever going to go, hey, got divorced, so I'm glad I don't have to go near one of those again. No,
0: fuck, when's the next one?
1: That's the difference. That's right. Where the guy yeah. will go, oh, I'll tell you what, I may settle down again one day, but right now, we're going to Vegas, boys. He's enjoying a sea of pussy.
0: <laughs> I was working with someone and she, she was just getting divorced and she was so anti deck, and yeah. it was only men working on this um, uh, just me, her, and the makeup lady were women, the rest just men, right? Say so about yeah. 20 other dudes. And she was just talking so badly about dick that me, the yeah. only resident lesbian, had to go at the end of the show, go, I think you guys are great. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with your dicks. <laughs> like, she was talking about cutting dicks off and never what? having semen near her again and no dick ever in a house. And no, I was like, oh Jesus. my god.
1: And, Uh, fellas, uh, just to let you know what you've got and what you were born with is perfectly natural and acceptable and you should be all right with that. Don't worry about what you may have heard in your ear, but what you have is just fine because that's (laughs) how you were made and born. So here we are in these relationships that we think are loving Mm. when the other partner could be experiencing what she considers a crime and the most disgusting thing on the planet. I'm just blown away to think that we could be getting it so wrong.
0: Yeah. The only people who hate dick more than Mm. lesbians are newly divorced women.
1: Aren't they? But Mm. then to sign off and go, you know what? Never again. Oh, they'll be
0: coming back, mate. They'll be
1: fucking into dick, dick,
0: dick, dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tom. I just what? need to let that person rest for it. Like you, it's, it's like you can't let the souffle rest
1: too long because right. then it goes flat. So goes you flat. know
0: they're yeah. going to come back for
1: it. I don't know if they will, you know. Yeah. We're out there it's doing our It's not the dick's thing. fault. It's not the dick's fault. It's the you dickhead's know? fault. That's the yeah. thing. Don't blame yeah. the dick. Blame the dickhead. Which is a new T-shirt range we should launch. So that's that's what's been really hurting me lately, and I'm just glad that my dick can't hear it. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, they don't come out with ears. Um, What's the one thing about you that shits you?
1: Oh, at the moment, um, I've been having a um, a bit of an issue with um, gluttonous behaviour. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: just the inability to stop has been pretty poor. Um, you know, 10, 12, 15 Mars bars at a time just because I felt like um, I needed it. And there's two really supporting bits of information that I learned. One is that Cadbury chocolate or um, milk chocolate has the same amount of sugar and fat in it that breast milk does. So when you actually bite into that chocolate... It's like coming home. It's like coming back to the subtle teeth that that fed you, that gave you the strength to build your bones, that turned you into the person you are. And there you are once again having that flavour and you realise, wow, something really comfortable about this chocolate. (gasps) Then I read in that book, Sapiens, they were talking about how like the Neanderthals and the cavemen would come along and there was not a lot of sugar around then. So – If a cave woman found a tree full of plums, she would gorge on that tree. She would eat as much as she could before a a band of baboons would turn up and ravage the tree of all the fruit. So her job was to consume as much as possible. And that gene still sits with us today. So it's not my fault that when I open a tub of ice cream, I'll get all the way to the bottom. It's not my fault. Blame the ancestors. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they did that to me and now in my modern times, I'm frowned upon yeah. as a gluttonous pig. Stop my fault. Yeah. No. It not me. No. It's not me at all.
0: Also, if anything happens, and, you know, anything can happen, at the moment mm. I'm sitting in Auckland, we just had the flood warning. Yeah. Saying we can't leave, whatever. You know, the world is heating up, global disaster, all the, You don't know when something happens and you can't yeah. eat for two weeks, right? Yeah. I'm going to be so working true. off my reserves. Yeah. You're going to be fine. I'm going to be fine.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm worried for all these people who go to those F45 gyms mm-hmm. and don't have a grain of fat on them like my producer, yep. Nat. She's going to be fucked. She's got two days. Two days in the tank. Yeah, she's
1: gone. She's yeah. gone.
0: Whereas I can live off my double chin for a week and a half.
1: As long as we're not targeted like in that movie Alive where they start eating the people. As long as no one goes, oh, but hang on a minute. I might be skinny, <laughs> but I reckon I could track him down and eat him, you know. We don't want to get to that stage. No. So you're right. We would need to find a safe house and just rest yeah. and just sit it out.
0: Yeah. A safe house somewhere with a nice full pantry maybe.
1: Yeah. And an oxygen mask just for the snoring yeah. at night time. Yes. Maybe um, a double oxygen mask. And then I think we'd be safe. Double oxygen yes. mask. And yeah, then you yeah. know we're going to be we're going to be safe. And then while everybody else dies, we start breeding, and then the rest of the world looks like us, and we're just crown the great creators. Yeah, because my tubes ain't tied,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> and everything's working over here, madam. There we go. Oh my
0: god! Hi, well, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, I
1: love this flirtatious breeding program.
0: I know. I love it. I know. Daily Mail's going to pick this up and make a run for it.
1: (laughs) Front cover of New Idea. Yeah. Brand new couple in town. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. I've loved every minute.
0: Alrighty, that was part one and two done. Sorry, there's no part three. We had to cut the parts where whipper confesses his love for me. Didn't want to upset his wife, especially because she was holding on for me on the other line, you know. Always ringing through. If you like the episode, go check out another one of my favourites with another radio veteran, Monty Diamond, where she explains why she never jumped on the trampoline. Ooh, could not do that. Just search That's Enough Already with Monty Diamond wherever you get your podcasts from. I'll see you next Monday.